0: Hello, this is Floyd. Tonight, in our Bible study, I'd like to review the word rock, and I'd like to talk about the food of the latter rain. Um, I've provided you some extensive notes to go with this Bible study, and I believe that it would be very beneficial, and I pray you will do so, to review those notes and consider them deeply, because they have many ways explained in there of the Lord doing the way of the words, as well as the times and events that are about to come upon the earth. They're Very important events, of course. We're talking about the rapture. We're talking about separation judgment. We're talking about the jubilee year. All these things are uh, glanced over or reviewed over in some way within this Bible study. And I'd like to begin by talking about how Moses struck the rock. Now, we know Moses struck the rock twice the last time, and it kept him from going into the promised land. There's some real nuances regarding that event that are very important to us of this day, that we should consider. And I'm going to put these out there for you to consider. I'd like you to review these and take it to the Lord and uh, see what the Lord gives you with understanding. But I've given you the scriptures for these events, and I'm giving you uh, what I'm seeing in these events. And uh, I believe this is what is there. uh, Let's uh, look at them, and I believe that you'll be able to see uh, what I'm talking about. I want to get us to the point tonight or in this Bible study, the main character of our main purpose of this Bible study is not just to talk about Moses and the rock and did he do this or did he do that. Uh, the really important factor is we're coming to the time where we're going to enter into the um, glorious land. In other words, the likeness of the Garden of Eden. For us to get there, there are certain things we must not do and there are certain things we must do in order for us to get into that promised land. I have explained in many writings and many teachings that we are not going to get escaped out of here in a rapture event prior to the war, nor prior to the separation judgment, nor prior to the uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb. All of that is done on earth before the rapture event, the event called rapture. And then there's events after that, of course. And there's some interesting things I've put in the Bible study, especially in the latter part of the Bible study, to explain uh, about the left behind, for example, and what they are doing in uh, in Daniel 12, uh, uh, 11 to 13. It's very important. God gives them uh, a way to escape the mark of the beast and so on. I've put that in the back of this Bible study. I'd just like to briefly review this. The Bible study itself is the, is really full of good meat, and I pray you'll read that. It'll get it'll cover these items much uh, stronger. Now let's look at first um, the rock. The thing about the rock is they're done in two places. They're probably done in the same area. One, well, The first one was done in what they call the Wilderness of Sin, and the uh, second time it was done in the Wilderness of Zin, Z-I-N. Uh, they're probably one and the same. People uh, believe that's probably true, but the first one was done in the area in that wilderness called Rephidim. Now, um, the important issue uh, regarding that, uh, actually the um, the thing was done uh, uh, prior to this, and so we we need to consider that. And then the second one was done in a place called Kadesh Barnea, and this is a, a place that's called um, uh, holiness. It's it's actually holy. So uh, uh, very interesting names. But anyway, I've explained these names in the writing. You can review them. Um, but let's look at the first one. Uh, what's really important, I think, that we need to grasp is the first rock. The Lord calls it Sur, T-S-U-R. That's different than the name of the second rock. The second rock, the one that Moses struck twice 40 years later, is called Sela, S R C E L A uh, is how we would pronounce it. Um, the interesting thing about these is it's uh, very unique. And that the first one was done for the group that came out of Egypt. And that was done, basically, there's almost 39 or 40 years apart from each other. The second time was right after the death of Miriam. And it's important to understand that when Moses struck the rock the first time, the Lord and the people were grumbling and complaining. And the, the worst part about it is they asked the Lord to prove himself, that he was still with them. Now, this is... Not even a year, and you're talking about after he come out, did all the miracles in Egypt, parted the Red Sea, uh you know, caused the the the, the water to be turned sweet in the one place with the, the tree casting the water. But here they are out of water. The Lord is testing them, and they're not doing too well. And they come to Moses, and they want to prove that God is still with them. And uh, they also didn't believe Moses should have taken them out of Egypt, evidently, even though God had made them all rich. I believe one of the biggest problems with the people was like it is today. The Lord has made it so that people are relatively wealthy today. They're very much not wanting to have things change. That sounds very much like the people in Egypt. Once, once they had received the wealth, understand they received the wealth just a few days before they left Egypt. Uh, that God had made them wealthy, but now they had all this wealth. They knew that the Egyptian had been stripped of their wealth, so they could imagine—I I would believe—that they could go back and live quite well uh, in Egypt, and they almost longed to go back there and show off. Uh, so they kept complaining about the issues. I have talked to many people about the words, and the problem is uh, there was people that actually told me, "Don't." Don't talk about the government. Don't don't say what's going on in the world. And don't tell the truth about these words and so on. We don't want to believe this, that it's in the end times, that this is part of the end times and so on. They don't want things to change. I had people tell me to stop writing these things to upset the economy if people believe this. They don't want their incomes to change. They don't want their nice, cushy lives to change. And the churches want to continuously, um, you know, the 501c3 church system, even though it's not of God. They want to continue in this way because they don't want things to change. That's like the people coming out of Egypt that had the money now and they wanted to go back and live there. Well, that's the kind of attitude the people had when Moses struck the first rock, but pay very close attention in Exodus 7, 6, or 5 to 7, I'm sorry, Exodus 17, 5 to 7. The Lord tells Moses that I will go before you, in other words, take the elders with you, And I will go before you and I will stand on that rock and you strike the rock and water will pour forth for the people and for the animals. Now, very importantly, this is not explained in the Bible, uh, but there's lots of stories about what has happened after that because once they received this water, they didn't need water again until nearly 40 years later, right after the death of Miriam. And it is, you know, likely that God, once he opened the water, he says, out of him will come living waters and they will not thirst again. He stood on that rock. That rock was anointed of the Lord in the spirit of the Lord. And when he struck that rock, um, and they say that the rod went through the rock. I, I don't know, did it go through the feet of the Lord? Did, what What happened with the rock? He, he struck it, but we do know this, that the Lord was standing on it. It kind of reminds you at the end where he says he's going to stand on the um, Mount of Olives and it's going to split east to west and uh, part of it will be moved to the south, part to the north. Well, it's similar to that. Uh, God gave them that water and that water was called Sur. And what I've pointed out in here, there's a reason why the Lord takes that water special. Um, David tells us the answer to this in, uh, uh, well, Asaph and David. In Asaph wrote uh, Psalm 78. In a Psalm 78, it says, he split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance like the depths. What he's talking about is this is like from the storehouses of God. It's, it's like when he fed the people the 5,000 the, and the fish kept coming into the basket. And it just kept coming and coming and coming until all of them were fed. There won't be a shortage of food. I'm going to show you from Joel 2:23 that we've learned is that when when that is explaining uh, asking for the latter rain, the former rain, what the Lord is telling us, He's talking about the teacher, and it, it the. the Teacher, he's talking about the food of the kingdom, the meat of the kingdom. It's not just rain. We we sometimes just think, oh, it's going to rain like water down on us. Uh, There's the Lord is using that, the rain, the water, the meat, the food. It's the food of the kingdom. When Jesus was there in John four with the lady from Samaria, he said uh, he asked her for water to drink, and uh, he told her that if she would have asked of him, he would have given her living waters. And she said, "Let me have that water." And he said, "Because it wouldn't thirst again." Well, the Lord also at the and this is extremely important at the feast of tabernacles, his last one. He stood up at the last day on the eighth day, which was called the great day, which is the two holidays in one, Shemini uh, Atzeret and Sim um, Torah. Uh, those two holidays. Uh, he stood up there at the feast and said, "If anyone thirsts, come to him." That's going to be the last call in this day, in the Jubilee year, I believe, is that that's what's going to happen. Because the Lord is going to call the people, and they're going to have until the time of the winter. Because you've got to remember something very important, and we keep forgetting this and overlooking it. The Lord tells us very clearly in Daniel seven twelve that we are going to have a season and a time where there's no beast kingdom. Between the time of the destruction of the fifth beast kingdom, the other two kingdoms, and he says plural kingdoms, and the only ones of men are the, are the sixth and seventh beast kingdoms, and he tells us in Revelation 17 that those two kingdoms will actually reign at the same time together because they, they reign together. They get their dominion together, but they, the ten kings follow after the, the Antichrist in that time frame. So we know that there's a gap between a gap of time of a season and a time, and I've explained from scripture many times and proven from scriptures that a time is not one year in the in the day of the Lord, it is seven years, and a season is the winter season because he tells us in matthew twenty four twenty you must come out before the winter, and you must remember then revelation twelve I mean, excuse me, 6, verses 12 to 17, particularly verses 15 to 17. He tells you there's a time when all the kings of the earth, the slaves, every person that has not been sealed by the word, not been set apart into the bridegroom's territory that he's going to have on earth for her to be refined. Those are going to try to die because they know that the judgment of the pure punishments of God, the wrath, is going to come upon them. And the Lord tells us that that, in, in Daniel nine twenty seven, he tells us that that is the covenant of the seven years that starts at the beginning of the morning. The Lord has clarified very clearly back in uh, October 2013 that we entered in his hour. That hour is his hour for the separation judgment. That's 42 months long. An hour in the day of the Lord is 42 months, three and a half years, 1,260 days, all one and the same. That is going to happen. So we know that that is the winter seat. tells us Matthew 24, 20, do not let your flight be in the winter or on the Sabbath. The church must remember something. We are in grave trouble because the Lord told us when the jubilee comes, it's going to be the separation judgment. If we're not prepared when the jubilee comes. As a jubilee is the only time that God sets. He has to go by his law. He has to go by his words. We are not in the jubilee year this, this year. Even there's Jewish rabbis that are, have told us, prophesied. It's going to be this coming year that is the jubilee. The ones that are saying that this is the jubilee, impossible. Cannot be. If it was, we'd have already been set free because the Jubilee is when the Lord sets his people free. So this is impossible that this is the Jubilee year. Next year will be the Jubilee year because we are in a Shemitah year. At this time, it's quite different that the Lord's year that he refers to in Matthew twenty-four twenty, he addresses it as be, come out before the winter. He's talking about a particular season of time, and that is the season that will begin at the uh, Tubat Shavuot, the 15th of Shavat. That's the judgment time in the winter season. And so we must come out before the winter of 2016 and seventeen. That is coming the actual cutoff date will be Tabot Shavat, but if you 're not prepared before that time it 's too late so he 's given that to the world you got to remember luke fourteen twenty four tells us that you must come out uh, the church must come out before that time because if they wait till that time he 's already cut them off and if you wait until the Feast of Tabernacles of this year, your chances of getting in are slim if you are a church member if you especially if you 're a leader, an elder, or a prophet. Because if you wait that long to get the words of God that set you apart from the world, which is an instruction of God given in John seventeen seventeen, you can't get around it. And it's an instruction of the Lord in in um, Joel uh, 2, 12 to 20. Now, that's very important. We understand these things because we're coming up to that time. And I'll, I'll make it more clear in a message I'll do on that. But I'm just giving you the heads up that this is a very important time this is he tells us in matthew twenty four twenty that there's the winter that means a particular winter and there is and a winter is a season of course he told us in daniel seven twelve that he 's going to reign over the earth for a season and time and if you read twelve uh, uh, revelation six 15 to 17, you can see very clearly that the kings know that the Lord's wrath has come, meaning they don't have any power. They don't have any dominion on the earth. There it's been taken away from them, just like he promised in Daniel 7, uh, 12. So for a season and a time, for a season and a time of seven years, seven years, the Lord is going to reign over the earth. And that will end, that seven years ends with the two witnesses being killed. Um, And then their uh, dominion is given to the um, Antichrist and the ten kings. The sixth and seventh kingdoms reign together, as it says in Revelation 17, at that time. Very clear, very simple. Uh, That's what happens with that. In the middle of that seven years is the event called the rapture, because how do we know that? We know that he says the sacrifice and the offering will be taken away. What does that mean? Go to Psalms 50 and 4. It tells you very clearly in Psalms 50 and 4 that he's going to gather up to heaven those who made a sacrifice. When he brings the sacrifice to an end, that means the rapture event has come. And that's why he has to send the two witnesses to earth, because he's in. Control and he's managing the earth for those seven years of the morning, uh, from the time of the morning of the day of the Lord until the time of the noon time, uh, when that's the seven year period in the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is four seven year periods, but the second or the fourth one is cut short. It's only three and a half years long, and it's because he comes and destroys the Antichrist in them at that point. But the most vicious time is right now, this time that we're in, the last hour of the night, the last 42 months of the night. We are now clicking away on the clock of the day of the Lord. We're clicking away in the last year that runs from April to April. And so we are in the time now, what is it? We have it April, May, June, July is almost over. April, May, June, July, four months of it. We only have like eight months until the morning. And that means we only have a few months for the people to have a revival before the um, the um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The church, I believe, has until Yom Kippur, every elder, every prophet, and, and those who have been teachers uh, in the church and the- seminaries, universities, have a very short window to receive the knowledge of the words of God, that will set them free. If they don't get that, and if they have not been very extremely merciful, but if they've been doing their own thing, building their own temples, building their own ministries, building everything except doing what the Lord instructed them to do in Joel, Joel two twelve to twenty, they will lose the right to receive the words of God. They will be the victims. Uh, that is, it talks about in Revelation 12:17, which means that even if they have the Ten Commandments, and even if they know that the blood of Jesus covers their sins, but they don't know how that was done, and they didn't—they uh, trampled upon the Spirit of Grace by not seeking why the Father tore the temple veil so they could come in and hear His words that Jesus came into the world to bear witness to, as it says in John 18:37, Deuteronomy 18:19. Uh, the Lord tells us in that verse that if we won't hear his words, we'll be held into account. And it's as simple as that. Jesus warned us. We're going to be judged by the words of God that he came into the world to speak. John twelve forty eight. So those are those things. Now, let me give you the good part. The good part is likened to these rocks. You see, Surah, Surah, as he's telling you here, is the water from the depths. And I've explained the creation design from the scriptures. And the waters from the depths is God's storehouses. I believe that he's talking about here uh, just the waters from the deep, was waters for correction. However, the Lord, being so merciful, he could have been saying the... the Upper and lower springs, just like he had Oxa. I've explained the story of Oxa. It's a wonderful story of Caleb's daughter that's explained in here. And it tells you why the women are in charge of the water. And remember that the Lord told the women uh, when Eve was cast out that their desire be to their husbands. That is not some, hey, you're going to fall in love with your husband you know that that's a nice thing. That's a wonderful thing, and I'm sure that's part of God's plan. But the desire means this is the work you to do. The work you to do is to prepare the way so that your husband can receive the words of God, knowledge, and be a doer of them. So you prepare the way. Oxa did that. She uh, got land when, when in the beginning. You read the story in here. It's a wonderful story um, from Joshua. It's in the book of Joshua. It's also in the in I think it's in the first chapter of Judges. Um, and, and what happened was she went to her father and asked for the rode a donkey, which a donkey is a carrier of the words, the hum, humbleness coming in the way of the words, and got off her uh, donkey before her father, and her father says, you know, he could see she was coming for a purpose. Um, remember, they were wealthy. She could have rode a camel. Um, she rode the, hum, the humble donkey that uh, likely she saddled herself because that's the, what the wise ones do at this time, they, they, uh, um, And she come to him and she asked him, you've given us land in the south, which is the way of the double blessing. And I'm not going to go into the, the earth design, but if people understand, everything away from the North Pole is the south. So if you're taking a, a way of her, what she's saying, give me the way of the south. Well, when you do that, when you have a, wherever you are, if you point it, if it's land to the south of you, it's a double blessing that's the purpose of it it gives you the correction and it gives you the blessing of goodness so she was asking for Lord I mean her father give us upper and lower springs both the upper and lower springs and he did so because why the, the upper springs are giving you the, the blessings it's giving you the, the good works of God the knowledge of how to do the good but it's also giving you the way of correction and the way of correction isn't that you're going to be punished it's so that you can discern evil Our problem that we have in the world today is we don't have a double blessing. We have a lot of people filled with the upper springs. In other words, they only want to look at the good stuff. They don't want to learn the truth about what needs to be corrected. They don't want to learn about the idols that are in our nation. They don't want to learn about the admiralty law system that what it's done is it's stolen our family name and and treated each one of us as a slave. And therefore, our souls are actually being traded secretly on the stock exchange. And that is what the Lord is speaking of in Revelation 18. And they've stolen our family name. In other words, they have taken the actual right that we have to land by God and deemed us as sinners, therefore unworthy to have land. And therefore, they stripped the right of land so you actually don't own the land that you think you own, even if you have title to it. Somebody owns your title. Somebody owns you. And they can come in at any time, and you can't stop them and take that land. That's why they made the law recently that, oh, if it's in the way of the government, we can come in and take it. What you're actually masking is the fact that that law has been in place since the 1800s. And so we, we have to overcome these things. We have to face these truths. It's well known. It's well documented. It's been well testified to, but people don't want to hear the testimony. It's not conspiracy theory. It's actual law. So the people need to understand these things. And God is saying that you don't get the water of correction. So we don't desire it. If we don't desire it, we won't receive it. But the Lord gave these people coming out of Egypt, sir. And David is telling us uh, in, in uh, Psalms 31, and also uh, Asaph is telling us in Psalm 78, as it's revealed in the writing, the Bible study writing, is that these are the waters of correction and blessing. And the correction is the most important thing. These people didn't trust God. They didn't look at the things wisely. They couldn't discern the miracles and the way of them. And they couldn't discern God's words. And so God was giving them the water. And I believe he continued that water all the way until Miriam's death. Why did he do it then? If you pay attention to Daniel 9, 27, you'll see something very interesting. The Lord is coming to establish his new covenant. When he came to the house of Israel, now, please understand, he's coming to the house of the Gentiles this time and all of the people. He still opened the door to, to his, his remnant from Israel. He's going to cause them to come out, but he's furious with them. He took the nation right away from them, which is very clear in Matthew 21, 43 to 44. He took away their kingdom and, and their right to the kingdom. He took away uh, in um, the, in Acts twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Paul confirms that God had rejected him and taken it away. They now have to come out and seek it and earn it uh, to get it back. God is going to uh, bring out a remnant. He's going to fulfill his word with David, but he's furious with the people of Israel at this time. Just look at the, the gay parade this last week. Look at the uh, uh, cult design of the Supreme Court. It's, it's a horrible nation, and their leaders, many of them, are Freemasons. And if you understand, some are 33-degree th- uh, Freemasons, the problem with that is to become a 33rd degree freemason like uh, Perez and and others what you have to do is you have to commit your soul to lucifer so here are leaders of israel uh, um that are freemasons who've committed their, their worship to, to allegiance to Lucifer and yet they're acting like they're guiding the nation in in truth and leaders you know uh, spiritual leaders are disobeying god because they're seeking after uh relationships with these leaders when the lord told us in eighteen in revelation eighteen one to four if you do that you 're going to share in their sins and you 're going to receive their plagues and that 's what 's happening with them and that's why their judgment time is all uh, just about up and they're still blind and they haven't come out to the knowledge of truth and god will cause that truth to be revealed because he said he all these that act like that are going to go into the plagues and they're going to be made ashamed uh, in front of all the people so it's important for us to understand that god knew he had to give them that correction he gave them that waters and they sustained that waters. There is no record of where they got waters in the rest of the wilderness, which was an impossibility, except that God said they will not thirst again if he takes the waters of him. And he stood on that rock. And so you're saying that that water that comes from that rock that he's the feet anointed, you think it's going to dry up? No, it's going to maintain. So that water kept coming, and they always had water. And I don't believe that they had to carry the rock around. There has been many theories that Miriam took the rock. I believe that. But no, when you think it out, it's just like the 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 shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. Uh, it's the same thing with the water. It wouldn't have worn out of the, the satchels. Every morning, God says the, the uh, manna came like the dew in the morning. And he says, like the dew in the morning. And the water is like that. The w- word of God makes itself new every morning. And, and David tells us that he did that. He provided them to do with the morning. That is what we're talking about here. The water sustained itself until Miriam died. And God had a reason. They're in the 40th year. And he told Moses to go and strike the rock, uh, not strike the rock, but go speak to the rock. That's very important because in the last days, you're not to take vengeance. Vengeance, the Lord tells us in Hebrews 10, Uh, 24 to 31, that vengeance belongs to him. Our job is to make a revival. Our job is to preach the way of peace. Our job is to make known the words of God, which is what all he, if you listen to Joel 2, 12 to 20, he says, I'll drive those armies far away from you. You go forth and plead for your people and plead that they haven't been taught the knowledge of truth and therefore forgive them, Lord, and let them receive of your kingdom and let the bridegroom come uh, for them that's what Joel two twelve to 20 is saying and you notice that let the bridegroom come see the, the Lord has got to have us refined here on the earth and that's very important for us to understand at this time now the Selah what he's doing with the Selah uh, David tells us that's the spring of rivers what he's talking about is this is the the latter rain it's the pouring out of the understanding of the seven spirits of God and the ways to do the seven spirits of God. In other words, to do all of his works, all of his words in the way of the seven spirits. And what that enables us to do is progress in knowledge. If we're doing them, God says he gives knowledge in a process step. And the process that we're to do is by the way of the building steps provided to us by the witness of the seven spirits that always stand before the Lord. He says, make the words as frontlets to your eyes. What happens when you make, as he does, the seven candlesticks are always frontlets to his eyes as well. So he's doing the words. He's always seeking to do the words and always does all things by the words, made the creation by his words. Why wouldn't we want to know these words? And he did it in the way of the seven spirits. And I've explained how he did that over the the six days and the seventh day was rest. Because The seventh day you strengthen yourself by increasing from the knowledge that was done. You put it all together and your knowledge grows. And then you're prepared to get the next batch of knowledge. And that's how it grows. And it goes line by line and so forth. So that was the work of Selah. Now he did this after Marian had gone. Marian I believe uh, led the blessing. She was uh, a, a a prophetess. She was a leader of the women in praising the Lord. And uh, I believe that that water kept sustaining uh, because of the way of Marian leading the women like that. But remember that that second group of people that saw this striking the rock, by that time, all of the elders had died except Caleb, Joshua, Moses, and Aaron. So we understand that at that point. Now, what did Moses do wrong? Moses was furious with these people after been 40 years and everything else, and he comes there and he strikes the rock twice. Water does come out. Lord says he was hallowed by it because he gave them the water that he desired to give them, but it was not the way. See, the difference is the Lord is not wanting us to go out and strike these people. He's going to rule the heavens with a rod of iron. He's going to control the particles. He's going to control the mind. See, he tells us in John nine four five that no one will work. He's going to take away every ability of them to work. Everything that they're making, the clones they've made will fall to dust. Everything that they've done, all their equipment, their weapons will all be broken down because the Lord is going to take control over everything at this time by his spoken word, which he's going to speak forth from heaven. So he's going to be as our king during this time. And in the words of the king, the power is found. Ecclesiastes eight four. I hope that is understanding for you. This is a really important message that we have to look to this, because one of the things that you do when you come to this time is we have to understand that there's a couple basic needs. We're coming to a war. In this war, if we follow the Lord and we we, uh, seek after him and thirst for him, he will provide us the water that won't run out and it won't be filled with fluoride. He will cleanse that water. We will be healthy in that time. He'll provide us with the food, as he says in the scriptures. But he's not going to do that for people who will not, uh, love him if he he says if you don't hear his words don't keep his words in john fourteen twenty three to 24 he you do not love him how can he love those who will not love him and who trample upon the spirit of grace with the blood of uh, the blood of the spirit of grace which is what he died on the cross to pay the purchase price so we could have the right to enter into the father and receive his words we haven't done our part until we do our part we're not going to receive the blessing from the Father because we've dishonored the spirit of grace by not seeking what that blood did. It's nice that we believe that the, the blood cleanses the sin, cleanses free, but read what Jesus said. It's the words, John fifteen three that cleanses, clean, uh, makes us clean. So he paid the price so we could receive the words because it had been taken from us. Closed up because people will not believe God, will not believe in his promises, do not believe that the word's made all things. We don't even want to know what those words are. We just want our next paycheck from the occult system, the, the the devil's servants. That's what we want. We don't want the blessing of God, but we're headed to the likeness of the Garden of Eden right before us right now. We're headed into a war that we can overcome and and allow the Lord to take care of all these enemies. Remember, if they touch anybody that has the words in them they're going to receive the plagues of Zechariah 14:12 they need to understand that very clearly 14:12 uh, to 15 you need to understand that in Zechariah it's a very uh, severe punishment they're going to have come upon them. Every military leader, every government leader, every police leader need to understand there's a punishment coming for everything evil that they're doing, especially if they come after, intentionally come after anybody seeking and, and pursuing his words because they are the ones that the Lord is saying he's going to protect in Zechariah 14:12. It's a very important message. I hope that you understand the the greatness of what um, the lord was doing with moses he told him to speak to it this is not the time to strike this is the time to speak words to people and the power of those words will be made known you can speak forth uh, for the lava to come out of the fire of the earth to come out and chase the armies away god's going to do those things and and there's you can speak forth the, the light to come forth the, the water to come forth if you have been set apart into the holy words of God, as which is required of us at this time in john seventeen seventeen when the Lord calls us to come out, come out, He will make it known to you, and pray to him, He'll cause you to know what you're to do, He'll cause you where to go, he'll cause you uh, what to do, you should know where to go, get knowledge you should and you know God will explain it to you, He will confirm it to you, and you should understand what to do by his grace. let's pray father we pray that you would take this simple bible study lord and make it known to your people we thank you lord for the opportunity to present it to them father we thank you for the greatness of what you're doing at this time we ask you lord to watch over and guide us and keep us in this day we ask you lord to to bless these people lord we pray that your eyes will look upon them and cause them dear lord to know your truth we ask you lord to let forth the spirit this is the time dear god it's the calendar as we know it dear lord as we believe it to be lord that in this past friday the the dove would have went out back in noah's time and it would have brought back the the fig leaf which means dear god that the herbs are available the food of the kingdoms available if they will seek it and this next week dear lord and on friday dear lord that is the date father in noah's time when the dove was let out and father it didn't come back because that dove went out and found the place to land. Lord, let it be at this time, dear Lord, that people will receive the spirit of truth. They do not understand, Lord, in John 14, 15 to 17, Lord, that they are required to be set apart from the world so they can receive the spirit of truth that makes known your words. Proverbs one twenty three, Luke twenty four forty four and 45. Father, we pray you'd cause them to know that. We ask you now, Lord, to be with these people. Lord, we pray you'd stir them up. And Lord, we pray that they'd have an interest to find out whether these things are true and they would seek you and seek the scriptures to find a fullness. And Lord, we we bless you. We ask to glorify your name. We ask, Lord, to just be taken as good works. And Lord, we pray that your truth will be upon it. And Lord, let truth be known. We ask this in thy precious name. In Jesus' name, amen.